Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Christina called in a little while ago asking why a lot of members of Congress, um, well, first of all, why Mike Johnson wasn't releasing the January 6th tapes to the public. And my response was, this is one of those third rails in politics that a lot of these politicians, they don't want to touch for fear of being labeled insurrectionist, along with all of those people who are sitting in jail and have been for a long time in Washington you know, the word uh, gulag never conjured a, conjures up good connotations. Joining us right now is Tim Rivers. He's the author of the uh, American Gulag Chronicles, and he joins us right now. Tim, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, I'm on the road in Mississippi, believe it or not, but I'm yeah. doing great. And, uh, you know, just we're so just a few days away from the anniversary of January 6th. I right. think this, is, this has got everybody's attention now. Now, the the first part of this book is called Letters from Prison. I mean, these are in these prisoners' own words. What is going on in Washington, D.C., Tim? Well, I, I don't think anybody can fathom that one. It, it, yeah. It's almost like they're on a parallel universe with it. But, yeah, um, we started writing these guys back in 2021 through something called the Patriot Mail Project. They've been around since the Bundys with uh, their problem with Bureau of Land Management at Oregon. It was a lifeline between— Basically, America's political prisoners, because January Sixers are not the first ones, Charlie. Yeah. Um, we can go back a little bit further pretty easily, but but it started with the Bundys, and this provides a way for people to write and stay in contact with, uh, with what we now call political hostages here in America. And I, I started writing to these guys and started getting their letters back, and they were just so different, Charlie, than, mm-hmm. than what everybody was trying to say on mainstream media, the White House, the rotating spokespersons. Um, and we thought America needed to see them, so we started publishing them. And when people saw we were doing that, the letters that they were getting back, they started sending them in. And the collection was uh, telling such a different story, and, and basically these men in their letters were just begging for America to hear their words. And so that's the, the book was the only way to get past that mainstream right. media wall. It's their actual letters. I mean, you're, you're going to see the letters, you're going to read the transcripts, You'll see some incredible art and, uh, and stories of their lives that they've kind of brought forth after solitary confinement, in some cases for up to almost three years now. Yeah, exactly right. And, and, and this is all pre-trial uh, detainment, right, for a lot many of these of people? Still, yeah. yeah, many of them are still pre-trial. The guy I first wrote that first letter to that really kind of brought me into the fight, he's been incarcerated since March of 2021. And he's an American war hero, a thrice-decorated Green Beret and Ranger, 
served in all the places uh, actually for the last 25 years where we've been in 35 years where we've been in conflict Mm -hmm. the last 10 years he was a a special forces protectorate uh, working for the state department and as a contractor and he's been in prison for three years with no trial Um, and this is really the travesty that kind of brought me into this fight It, it should bring everybody into it that we treat these people this way simply because of their belief and their political affiliation now, I, I remember under George W. Bush, when those photos were leaked from Guantanamo Bay, from from Gitmo, I remember the public outcry. I remember how angry uh, a lot of people were, especially people in the media, that, you know, some of these people were being treated like that in Gitmo. Um, is, is there a parallel here? A, a lot of people are calling this Gitmo on the Potomac. Actually, it's worse than that. The, uh, the, the, the individuals in the D.C. Gulag, I just want to point out— if you'd like to see how badly this has gotten, you can go to j6patriotnews.com. That's letter J, number six, patriotnews.com. Click on the jail updates. You're going to see a map of America, and you're going to see a pin. Every place I've got a political hostage being held in an American gulag. Um, and it should shock the hell out of anybody. But most importantly, uh, I think it's the guys in D.C. actually wrote a petition. And everybody in the gulag there in that pod that they're being held inside it, asking to be transferred to Gitmo where they can get better yeah. treatment. Yeah, that's it's pretty amazing. Would I, I mean, I, I guess from what you're telling us, I mean, Americans would be shocked if we knew what was actually going on. Well, that's why the book. I mean, yeah. the book is really important. Actually, the, the book has two purposes. The very first purpose of the book is message. These guys are begging America to, to listen to them, and this is the way we're doing it, is providing their letters, their actual letters to America. But secondly is that the proceeds from this book, the money that you pay to get this historical document, because, Charlie, let's face it, yeah. and sometime next year, this is either going to be one of the most popular books to have on your table to talk about, or it's going to be one of the most banned books in America. It just depends on which way we fall. Right. Um, and, and the second book is even more poignant because it covers their second year. It's called The Art of Confinement because these guys have gone from, you know, just trying to adjust to solitary and, and the punishments and the actually the, the torture that many of them have been put through. Sure. Uh, into a more perspective, a philosophical view of this, a long view of uh, sacrifice is necessary in America sometimes. It was for our founding fathers. It has been many times throughout our history. And evidently it is now. So sacrifice may be unavoidable, but they're viewing it as necessary, and they're willing to do it for the rest of us. That's, that's the poignant part that comes out of their letters. You go to letters from prison, lettersfrompris.us. I'll let you read the first 14 pages of book number one. Book number two is on its way to the printer. You can pre-order it now. Um, and I think these books are very seminal. I don't think America really understands what happens? You and I could tell them, Charlie. Yeah. But it's more—it—it—it it, it comes over a little bit better when it comes straight from them. So that website again is lettersfromprison.us. So Tim, and by the way, we're talking uh, with the author of the American Gulag Chronicles, uh, Tim Rivers. Tim, uh, in, in in any of these letters, did any of these guys or women, did anybody in in the Gulag say my goal was to overthrow the government? <laughs> no. No, nobody. Absolutely nobody. You're going to hear many of them tell you that they felt they were being called by God 
to stand up for their country. Yeah. That they were being, uh, they, they had a patriotic duty of their own that they felt they were, had to go there because they were patriots. That guy I'm talking about, Jeff McKellop, that Green Beret, that Ranger, that's why he went that day. He, he felt that there was going to be people who could be attacked and, and injured, and he went there as, a, as basically to help protect them during their speeches and the rallies and uh, ended up getting swept up into that madness and tried to save a number of people who were being brutalized. Yeah. And for that, he is rotting in prison for three years. Had his military honors basically, for all purposes, revoked. Lost his home, lost his wife. Um, he'll come out of prison penniless if he comes out within the next 10 to 20 years, unless we rescue them. Unless we rescue them. And I mean that politically. We need to go through yeah. the proper process of exposing the lies, which I think everybody's beginning to see. Right. Um, there's a new video out. I don't know if everybody's seen it. It's called J6, The Real Timeline. Yeah. You can find it at StopHate.com. It is amazing. Uh, when you get done watching the chronology of this, where you see things happening side by side, and you've read these letters, I, I don't know how you can't be convinced that you've been lied to for three years. Do you think if they did release all of those January 6th tapes that, that a lot of Americans' eyes would be opened up as well? I do, but I want to caution you. So let me, let me try and just put this in perspective, folks. They've only released like .002% of the tapes. Right. If I were to sit down in front of a tape machine and start watching these tapes in real time, and I did it for 12 hours a day, for five days a week, for 52 weeks, I would only see some 20-something, uh, some 2,000-and-something hours of video, yeah. and that's not slowing it down or looking closely or trying to identify people. So this is a Herculean task. It can't be done by one source, and it can't be trickled out because we, we're talking 20, 30 years. I mean, people are yeah. rotting in prison waiting for this evidence. So I believe Johnson needs to release it all right now and right. let America Exactly right. I I'm, I can't wait. Again, go to lettersfromprison.us and people will read 14 pages of the first book, uh, the Ameri uh, Letters from Prison. Yes, you can. And you can you can also see a little bit of Art of Confinement. Uh, and like I said, that book's already going to press. That's awesome. So uh, check it out. The American Gulag Chronicles. The author is Tim Rivers. Tim, thank you so much for telling us about this this afternoon and best of luck to you. And uh, uh, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. We appreciate it. Thank you, Charlie. And America, don't do nothing. That's right. Don't do nothing. Thank you, Tim. We appreciate it, buddy. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.
Welcome back to the program. Let's go to the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. We'll talk to Gene in Greenville. Gene, welcome to the program. How you doing, bud? All righty, Charlie. Listen, I, I, I don't know why I get so exercised when I, uh, I hear the topic of this coronavirus uh, yeah. business coming up. But I have a few questions that I want to present to your audience and to you as well. Okay. And these are well-founded uh, scientific questions that I would ask as a, from my background. Number one, what was the, the nature of your diagnosis? How did they diagnose you? I heard that somebody said they, they, their whole family had coronavirus. Yeah. Was there a definitive laboratory diagnosis, uh, or, 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 or was this a quick general um, uh, diagnostic impression? Because uh, I can tell you from my own personal experience here going in for uh, uh, infected sinuses, mm. oh, oh, you must have corona. And I looked at the, uh, the nurse and said, no, no, no corona. I said, yeah. I, I want an antibiotic. I told him what to give me. Um, you know, uh, doxycycline, I have a bad case of infected sinuses, no corona, right. number one. Number two, I'm very, very, as a taxpaying citizen and as, uh, and I, as an informed scientist as well, uh, given my background here, I have yet to see a study that was done on the seroprevalence of antibodies in our population uh, to this virus. In particular, can they discriminate those who have been given uh, many, many doses of this RNA versus those who have been given one or two versus the general population which has never been given um, any of this vaccine to see uh, what, what the uh, tidal levels of antibodies, circulating antibody, are to the virus. Something is very, very suspicious and, and wrong here as far as I'm concerned. And uh, surely uh, CDC or NIH or, or any of the medical schools would have undertaken that endeavor, and I haven't seen it. Unless somebody in your audience may be aware of the yeah. study that's been published. I haven't seen it, but, but now, do you think, Gene, when you went in and you had your sinus infection and they said, oh, you've got corona, do you think they marked you down as coronavirus? Uh, I have no idea. All they did was they, they I think they knew, they, they knew they were dealing with a, an old white cracker who uh, seemed to know something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he knew what he was and, talking uh, about. <laughs> uh, particularly, <laughs> particularly when I began to name the antibiotic I wanted to, have, uh, to use. Yeah. But they, I don't, I, I don't think, and even this, this uh, PCR test of a swabbing, what yeah. are they doing? Now, I, I've heard comments, particularly with uh, our buddy there. What's the guy um, before you, uh, Eric Erickson, yeah. who claimed that, that he never came down with, with any disease, though his wife did. And he wondered, gee, I might be a carrier. No, you're not a carrier. Uh, again, there, um, unfortunately, the media has presented this, this virus uh, as one which is uniformly lethal for the human population. Yeah. That's not true. I, I've worked with inbred strains of animals with different viruses, and each strain had a unique uh, uh, clinical response to infection or, or, or virus uh, inoculation. Some uh, died of a per-acute disease, and some didn't die at all. Some you couldn't even infect. Right. So... Um, I suspect that there are many people in our population that are genetically refractory or at least have a good immune response uh, potential to this virus. And I fear that that vaccine that they've been giving everybody may have subverted it by uh, inducing, I'm getting technical here, uh, inducing uh, what we call T-suppressor cells yeah. so that they'll never develop an effective immune response to the right. virus and perhaps even potentiate any, uh, even potentiate uh, 
uh, tumor growth that they may have in their body. And that's what they're talking about. We're, we're seeing uh, over in, uh, was it Norway? I think it was. They came out and they're seeing, they're seeing like a 73% increase in cancer rates. Mm-hmm. It's pretty well, amazing. This thing, uh, yeah, this could be a consequence of, of the nature of this uh, of this protein they're supposedly expressing in the body. That yeah. it may it may subvert the immune response. You're right, Gene. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Happy New Year to you, sir. Thank you for the you call, too, buddy. Bye-bye. Let's go to Marcus in Taylor's and talk to him about the vaccine. Marcus, welcome to the program. How you doing? Thank you, sir. How are yeah, you? I'm doing good. What's up? What now? All of this is really coming from the fact that the Florida Surgeon General has called for a halt to all mRNA jabs. So go ahead, Marcus. Indeed. So apologize. Initially, I'm a dad of three, and I've got three in the background here. I so got you. I'm trying to make okay. it brief. That's good. Uh, so I wanted to speak to you from the, the point of a black conservative who has nothing but liberal uh, doctors in his family. Oh, wow. I had to combat, yeah, I had to combat it for the last two and a half, three years. And yeah. it's it's weird seeing people that you've seen so intelligent bring you up the majority of your life become so ignorant to a point of view. And you can bring every every single bit of logical journalism to them, every single bit of logical medical advice to them. The, med- the same medical advice that they would read and, and blatantly ignore. So to, to the gentleman that called before, you can be – again, I apologize. Uh, you can be extremely educated but be so blatantly blind to political objective that you will completely ignore every single bit of medical advice that is given to you. And And what I mean by that is you can be – I can give my mother, who is a cardiologist, mm-hmm. and I can give my dad, who is a uh, a nurse, every single bit of medical – I don't want to say advice because they're better at this than I am. But information. But you can, well, sure. You can give them every single bit of – logical advice or every single bit of medical journal that tells you, hey, this is not good for you, and they will continue to push it on you. It doesn't matter if you're, as as a gentleman said before, and I don't want to use the word that he uses because I don't like to use um, racial innuendo. Right, right. You can – you can use every single bit of logical medical advice, and it doesn't matter to these people. For the past uh, – this past uh, holiday season is the first holiday season I was invited to my really? own family's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. Be- because it's the first year that they did not wear masks and did not care about – uh, you Probably. having a jab or yeah. or, or having a, a, a booster or anything like that. It's the first year that my wife and I have gone because we were not invited because we were considered to be the undesirables. Yeah. So so don't don't let it don't don't think that because of of your race or because of your opinion or uh, political affiliation that it matters. It doesn't. It does not matter to them at all. Yeah. And, That's and true. even being a black conservative in a black family of liberals, it does not matter. They don't huh. care. 
No. Nothing you, you say you're, you do, it, it doesn't matter. You're always going to be wrong. They don't care. You're always going to yeah, be exactly. wrong. Well, Marcus, exactly. buddy, I, I, I feel for you, man. We know. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate you calling in. And I'll tell you a little bit about family here. Um, we had some family members. got to hit a break here. I know I'm a little late. Um, we had some family members that sent us a Happy New Year card. And they wrote, hope you have a great 2025. And, 20, and this wasn't a mistake. This wasn't a mistake. Like, they, oh, they accidentally wrote 2025 instead of 2024. No, they actually put it in quotes. Hope you have a wonderful 2025 in quotes. Oh, even family. We'll be right back. Mark, I see you in Greenville. We'll get to you in just a second. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Mark has been so patient. He's on the GS Plumbing Talk Line. Joining us right now, Mark, welcome to the program. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. What's up, man? Yeah, so what I wanted to tell you about is an absolute epidemic that is going on, and you're just not hearing any much, if any, reporting on it. And it's an epidemic of blood clots. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, and I think it is directly related to the mRNA vaccine. Uh, I'm the unfortunate recipient of a of a two and a half foot long blood clot that uh, occurred back in back in June that put me in the hospital. Uh, perfectly healthy, you know, yeah. somebody that runs runs and works yeah. out and eats right, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, all that good stuff. And so I've I've gotten to uh, spend a little bit of time now with uh, people called sonographers that take pictures, you know, of your veins. Yeah. And, that vascular docs who um, who see a lot of patients and treat patients for all kinds of vascular disease and nurses that work in these places and I've gone to both of the major healthcare providers in our area here because of insurance reasons I had mm-hmm. to switch from one to the other but I've asked them a simple question and I've gotten the same ex- almost exact answer from all of these medical professionals. And the answer, the question I've asked is simply this. In the last two years, have you seen an increase in people like me, younger people, good health, out of the blue, they get some massive blood clot. They have uh, either pulmonary embolism as a result of it and or a heart attack. Um, And the answer is absolutely yes. And um, to the extent that uh, one of the docs, told me that he used to work a half a day a week. He, he sees the train wrecks. They're really bad pe- people in really bad shape. Right. Kind of end of life. He's had, to, he's had to quit that practice completely and only sees people like me that are just walking in off the street. They just had these blood clots out of nowhere. Where and, was your um, Where was your blood clot? It started just above my left knee, went oh. all the way up through the femoral vein. So it was above the knee. Above the knee. That's, the yeah. Area and right up to the bottom of my heart. Through oh, the my word. Iliac vein. Ugh. Totally occlusive. Thank God there's other plumbing there that I yeah. didn't die. You know, the, and uh, so, but here's what's interesting. If you try to get a hold of the CDC data, um, you can't get it. Um, and I haven't dug enough yet to know if it's my ineptitude or 
somebody's playing fast and loose with the numbers here. Um, The other thing that you can't get uh, is a breakout of, like, I'm on Eliquist for the rest of my life. Right. Uh, My my ex-wife, also pulmonary embolism, out of the blue, you know, triathlete, perfect, you know, health and shape, you know, massive, uh, you know, blood clots. We've we've all had the mRNA jab. Neither of us had had COVID. Um, And um, you can't get the Scripps data to see what doctors so I and here's the here's the crazy thing and sorry to just kind of rant on no, about this but here's the crazy thing about this whole thing is the same company that the drug that I'm taking to alleviate my blood clot it's 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 uh prevents clotting of what's called factor X which is one of your five clotting factors right it's a great drug it's called Eliquis it's also used for treating AFib um that drug happens to be made and sold by Pfizer slash Bristol Myers Squibb, which I also happen to have taken the Pfizer mRNA vaccine. Right. Through. What a great racket! You yeah, give so... people the drug that causes it, and then you give them the stuff that clears it up. That's right. I mean, buy, buy the stock. I mean, buy the options. I don't know. Good but, gracious, um, man! I, this is going to come out. Um, it's going to probably. It's just going to take a few bloodhounds to sniff this, you know, data out. And you're going to see this uh, this step change, yeah. In um, in in people that are having blood clots and they're dying. I I've, I had they told me while I was laying there in the hospital it was fifty fifty. Yeah. Uh, about half of the people that that come in with what I had at my age. I'm sixty four now. Yeah. You, you, they go, the next stop is the is the mortuary. Right. And Buddy, uh, wow. I am <laughs> man. I am glad things worked out for you. I mean, that, that, that was, that's some scary. I mean, I've suffered from blood clots myself. I have uh, what is known as factor five Leiden genetic mutation and my, my blood clots quicker than the average person. So I'm on aspirin and thankfully aspirin uh, in in my situation helps, but um, uh, I'm telling you what, my doctor said, don't go anywhere near that vaccine. Really? Yeah. So pretty amazing. I wish I would have heard I wish I would have heard that. And, you know, it's funny that the government the government indemnified Pfizer and BioNTech. Fully, they're fully indemnified. Yeah. You know, I think in five years you'll see commercials kind of like you do the Camp Lejeune oh, or sure. the asbestos yeah. or whatever. You're going to see, did you get the mRNA jab, you know, call so-and-so law firm. Um, you know, the government's going to have to set up a fund. There's just things I can't do anymore in my life right. because of, of, of this, and I'm – I suspect that what happened was like your caller, uh, the doctor you were speaking to about the refractory effects of certain vaccines. I, su- I suspect that there's a refractory effect. Yeah. And, it, and my body is producing some something that it used to not produce. Right. And, um, you know, well, again, so, buddy, uh, I, I, I'm glad things worked out for you. And I appreciate your call, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, pal. Thank you for your thank time. You. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, I've, I, I, I've had two blood clots, thankfully, not like Mark. Mine were both below the knee, which is, I mean, that's that's the, the, the line of demarcation. If you get a blood clot in your leg above the knee, well, you're talking about uh, putting in a green filter. You're talking about uh, just horrible situation. Luckily, mine were below the knee. Now, g- granted, on my left leg, you, you can really tell because it just, because this was a deep vein. It was the, um, the left uh, popliteal vein in, in my left leg, my right leg, I had the greater saphenous, which was about mid-calf down to ankle, was that blood clot. Um, 
but it just it completely blew out the veins in my left leg. And you can tell. I mean, if I wear shorts or anything like that, you can say, oh, yeah, I see what happened to you there, pal. But uh, but I got really lucky um, with that. And then they did, they did find out that I had what's called factor five Leiden genetic mutation and my blood clots a little bit quicker than the average person. But it is. But again, I mean, we've seen all of these things where we there's this heart disease, blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis. All of these things are going to pretty soon, like Mark said, they're going to have to they're going to have to start admitting to this stuff. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. I uh, fancy myself at times quite the raconteur. But apparently the story that I told a few minutes ago, I did not um, didn't express myself clearly. Uh, so we got these relatives and these relatives are rabid liberal Democrats, uber liberal Democrats. We're talking about socialist Democrats. These relatives are and they're not just socialist Democrats that just mind their own business. You know, if you get together to family gathering, they're they're not ones that just kind of keep everything quiet and just, no, 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 no. They're just always on attack mode. And they hate Donald Trump with a passion. They hate Republicans with a passion. I'm starting to think they hate me. No, I know they hate me. But anyway, so they sent us a Christmas card. It was a Christmas slash New Year's card. And the card read, we hope you have a happy 2000." Or happy 2025, not 2024. They hope we have a happy 2025 because, see, they think Donald Trump is the devil incarnate. They hate Donald Trump. They they think, oh, they think he wants to be a dictator. They think he's a Nazi. They think he's worse than Hitler. So they don't, and they know that we're going to be voting for Trump in 2024, and they know the election is coming up. So... What they were doing was wishing us a happy 2025 because they don't want us to have a happy 2024. So hopefully that uh, that explains a little bit there. All right. GS Plumbing Talk Line 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. Let's see. Did it to, to let's talk to Dan in Boiling Springs and see what he has to say. Dan, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm not good. I'm not Uh-oh. good at all. Charlie, the last caller, it, it's heart wrenching what's happening to our country and what is being ignored by the mainstream media intentionally because they're controlled by the big pharmaceuticals and the big companies. Yeah. My mother in law right now is in uh, the emergency room down in Lexington. She's, she's been there since 8 o'clock this morning. She can't be seen because there's so many people waiting to be seen. I had the same experience when my wife had to go to the emergency room. We waited 12 hours wow. in the emergency room because there were so many. But this is all because all these people coming over the border and everything. And it's like nobody sees this. It's Come on, guys, do something. Yeah. I mean, well, the first thing they got to do, Dan, is admit that there is a problem. 
And they're never yeah. going to admit they're never going to admit that there's any sort of a problem with these vaccines, buddy. I, listen, I, I hope your situation turns right. out turns out Thank good, you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Hope you have a happy new year. Again, the GS Plumbing Talk Line eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. Oh my goodness! I, but I mean, how much more evidence do you need? You've got. Uh, I think it was Norway. Or the Netherlands, we're talking about a 73% increase in, in cancer rates. You had all-cause all deaths are up 40% around the world. Let's go to Sam in Watkinsville. Sam, welcome. How are you? You're over in Georgia. How you doing, my buddy? Oh, wait a minute. Hold Good. on. There you Thanks are. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. How yeah. about them dogs? How about the dogs? 63 to hey, 3. We'll off subject real quick. Yeah. You know what? The one reason why I was calling you was kind of about the jab, but since you mentioned the dogs, can we can we talk about them for about two seconds? Yeah, absolutely. All right, look, so the other day, there's another radio broadcast that I listen to in the morning because I can't stand listening to y'all's channel in the morning. Oh, no stop. offense to the lady that does it. Stop it. Just Go saying, ahead. you know, right. just saying. I'm just Go saying. Go ahead. But then, uh, as I was coming into work, this guy starts uh he basically preached to you. He's like a rhino dude. Yeah. Uh, honestly. And uh, he loves to preach to you like a Karen. And I noticed, and he was talking about how you call, look, the dogs won the Orange Bowl because their team stuck together. Period. Yeah. yeah. And then he's, period. And then the other team lost the Orange Bowl because their team did not stick together. Right. Period. It's culture. And, yes. And the point I'm making is you he kept saying, Oh, those are individual boys, they're individual decisions. Yeah, sure. No shit. Oh, 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 oh can't say sorry. that. Okay. I hope you got that, Will. Okay, good job. Okay, go ahead. I'm i I'm sorry. That's all right. Anyway, so you know, no doubt that you can't you know, they're the end of, but it's still a matter of the team. And I just wanted to get that out. One thing about the Orange Bowl. You're right. And it was, uh, and it was a great game. It was a great game. All right, the jab. Oh, What's up, man? Game. The jab. So the jab. So my wife is a MD, uh-huh. and uh, but she she practices the holistic medicine, and she used to be a lib, right? She used to be a big socialist, but she's not anymore. And uh, so when it came time to get the jab, you know, right there in the beginning, everybody was a little bit confused, right? We were all right. a little bit under you know pressure, and uh, I was in the military for many many years. And I've been jabbed a million, billion times. I've been on, you know, deployments for years and years and years. So you can imagine how many times I've got stuck with a needle. Yeah. So to me, it wasn't a big deal. I was like, yeah, I need to do it because I'm the sole income. My wife is retired now, and I, I'm the only one that's working. Right. And we have two uh, kids in high school. So I said, okay. Uh, now, but now since I've gotten the uh, jab, I've developed these uh, different types of skin viruses. Oh, no. I just want to put that out there. Oh, my gosh. So uh, here's the good news is I'm kind of fat, right? And I went on a a big – I'm an Orthodox Christian, too. Yeah. And I went on this extended fast, and uh, it cleared one of them up, but I'm still left with the others. And – yeah, so all kinds of weird things are happening from the jab. My yeah. wife hears about it Absolutely. from her little groups that she 
Kentucky talks about. And Sam, you know, I, I got to hit a break here, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Go, go dogs, dogs, and thank you, pal. Man. We will roll, be right roll, back. Roll. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.